Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everybody. How are y'all doing? Welcome to the show. Uh, got a great show planned for you. Still dealing with some uh, COVID symptoms left over. So uh, as always, uh, bear with me. I'm still got that congestion, some of that head fog. I'm telling you. That thing lingers. Uh, also had an amazing day where I had two people share with me that they have COVID for the third time. And I was thinking to myself, oh, one was enough. I cannot imagine a second time, a third time, which then implies that there's possibly a fourth time. Uh, I guess it really depends on the variant and uh, how the symptoms show up. So uh, just your loving reminder to get tested, wear your mask take space. And if you have symptoms to please stay the heck home, protect all of us. Um, I don't have it in me to go through this again. God bless it. But we got a great show planned. As I said, got DMS for us, drop them in the DMS on our love line IG page. Love to hear from you. Questions, topics, wants to hit. Going to open the show talking about drum roll, please. Fair fighting. I know, I know. Listen, the problem is never conflict itself. That's part of life. It's how we approach it. And we want to form relationships with all the people in our lives where we can talk about difficult things. It's all about just doing it lovingly, doing it in a fair way. You know, these conflicts, these fights, these disagreements, they shouldn't have to leave, uh, they shouldn't have to harm the person or the relationship, and they shouldn't have to leave us unable to maintain the relationship we had beforehand. That's, that's a sign of unfair fighting, right? So that's, I always tell people it's a relational perspective, making sure that the way you approach the, you know, debate or argument, the languaging you use, the energy it brings, it should really honor. This is someone I care about. I want them to be able to stay in relationship to me through the duration of the argument, but also afterwards. Um, so we want to do it in a way that allows for that. We, you know, conflicts and debates and fights shouldn't end relationships. That should be based on a lot of other factors. Uh, and that's part of being a healthy adult is being able to discuss difficult things calmly. So we're going to stop. Uh, we're going to stop. Well, yeah, we're going to stop poor, poor, you know, relational skills. And we're going to learn how to fight fair. Um, so many things to think about. We're going to go through them all. But the, I always say do it relationally. Are you being relational? Did you do it with a relational mindset? Which again means this is someone I care about on the receiving end. 
and everything is aligned with that. Because we've all seen some people fight and you're like, wow, they do not care about how they're impacting the other. They are not bothered about whether or not they are still friends or loved ones after this. Uh, we don't want to do that, especially because often when you listen to what it's about or the content, you're like, that is so dumb. Uh, even if it's something that's really meaningful, we still want to be able to keep people around us. There's a really great book called uh, Conflict is Not Abuse. And I think sometimes we turn conflict into abuse, but there's a distinction. There's such a thing as emotionally and physically abusive relationships, but conflict should never involve that. It should be so separate from that. Because again, if nothing else from tonight's show, hear me say, conflict isn't bad. It's not a sign that you shouldn't be friends. It's not a sign that you shouldn't be in a relationship. How you approach, deal with, and manage the conflict is what matters. And also is how we show how healthy we are. That's how I assess health powerfully. I listen for conflict and how it's approached. I worry about couples that never have it. When couples say we never fight, I go, yikes. Why? Well, number one, one of you is probably selling yourselves out. It, which is okay to go through periods of no conflict, but it has to emerge when we're being our total, full, authentic selves. And also we build trust based on how we manage conflict. If we can have a disagreement or a fight and we can reconnect and repair and come together, trust is built. You know that you can survive. If that, if we never are given those opportunities, well, then we can't necessarily feel as confident as we could. The trust isn't always there. So that's why this topic this topic is so meaningful. So just before we even get into it, think and ask yourself, how do I manage conflict? Am I a fair fighter? Am I someone who maintains a relational perspective and mindset while arguing? How about the people in my life? In my life? In my life? Uh, I was going to say in my lives. In my life, are they individuals that do that as well? And if not, what's that mean for me? Are there people where I'm always walking on eggshells and I'm afraid to bring up you know things that let me down or frustrated me or disappointed me because I don't trust that we can have those conversations? Because if so you don't have a real relationship with that person. It's very one-sided. If you're always trying to avoid getting into anything, you're always walking on eggshells. That anxiety is going to be a defense against true closeness and true intimacy. Because intimacy is built when we can share those really triggery parts of ourselves, those vulnerable, vulnerable, darker parts. And it's really hard to buy into a relationship being close if we can't share that kind of material. Cause that's when we walk away feeling really most known is when we share those parts of ourselves, right? When we have those difficult conversations, when you can go to someone and say, you bummed me out, you let me down. It's gonna be hard to hear, but I need to reflect that back to you lovingly, relationally. That's when we really walk away feeling like, man, that relationship is robust. That relationship is resilient. So we want to allow those moments. So that's what we're gonna talk about when we come back from the break is um, how to fight fair. <laughs> It's quite simple on paper, <laughs> much more difficult in its use and application. And I honor that the work is, the work is never done, uh, but we do it anyway, because people and relationships are important to us. So we'll be getting into that. Of course, we'll be doing the DMS. As I said, drop them in the DMS on our level and IG page. And we are channel Q, uh, dot com is where you want to go to check out past episodes. So swing on over there, stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to love line with Dr. Chris on channel Q and Odyssey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today Alrighty, we're back talking about fair fighting this is mental health this is a topic of trust, commitment, intimacy, resilience. Because if we can't really get into conversations that have conflict, debate, disagreement, then we don't have intimacy. We don't have trust. We don't have commitment. So we're talking about something very broad. And again, we can assess our own mental health based on our relational health. We can assess other people's mental health based on their relational health. And relational health is best assessed based on how do they approach conflict and disappointment, frustration. It's not always a, a nice thing to have to be faced with the answer to those questions. How do you manage that? But intimacy is deepened by this. So what do we want to do? What do we want to think about? Um, what are the tips? What are the tools? What are the structures? And we're saying, hey, let's fight fair. Well, the, the biggest one you want to think about, and it's probably one of the hardest ones, is uh, we want to get as regulated as possible. <laughs> we don't want to enter things hot. We don't want to come in hot. So the first thing we want to think about is breathe. <laughs> the breath. Take a breath, bring it down a little bit, calm, uh, because we're not going to be in what we call our rational mind if we're really activated and dysregulated. Um, the word we use also sometimes is hyper aroused and people use that word arousal to mean like eroticism. That's not what we mean. We just mean very activated. Arousal is really about overwhelm and energy. And if we're very overwhelmed, very dysregulated, dysregulated, have a lot of energy, well then we're, we're aroused or hyper aroused. And that means our executive functioning, our neocortex is essentially gone offline. And we're really kind of living more in our limbic brain or even our reptilian brain. And remember the reptilian brain, a reptile, reptile is like three jobs in the world to like, you know, eat, sleep, and kill. 
uh, and also mate. And so our reptilian brain is like, well, I'm trying to kill the person in front of me symbolically with my language, or I'm trying to eat them or have sex with them. And uh, we want to bring our more rational, insight-oriented neocortex online, which is what we do when we calm down and breathe, which says, I care about this person. Let me maybe use better languaging. I care about this person. Let me maybe be softer in this discussion. This is someone I want to stay in relationship with. We need to be a little calm to be able to rationally bring that judgment in and to understand what our goals are and to stay on target. Because again, if we're overwhelmed or hyper-aroused or dysregulated, we're more in our limbic brain, which is hyper emotional or even further back in our original reptilian brain, which as I said, is just trying to kill symbolically. And you see that when you see some people fighting, you're like, whoa, they're trying to annihilate them with their words and their body language and their energy. That is someone who's out of control and dysregulated, which is why I say all the time, I watch some of these reality shows. Well, I don't actually watch them, but I am forced to bump into clips and they're going ham on each other. And that's not someone being empowered. That's not the sign of someone who's strong, quite the opposite. That's a very weak person. Person. A very strong person stays grounded and regulated in their very relational understanding. I have a goal and I care about this person. Even if they don't care about this person, a strong person's regulated. Weak people are the ones that flip tables, tell it like it is, have no filter, and try to go ham and throw down on everyone. Don't be that person. <laughs> because not only should you be embarrassed moving through the world like that, but also you're not safe to be connected with. Like your friends and family members are going to be like, yikes, I don't really feel good around that person. So don't be that person. And the way we work with that is by breathing. <laughs> if nothing else, just breathe. I love that we all know that. Like someone will say, go take a breath, go walk it off, go count to 10. That's all different ways of us saying regulate. <laughs> Come back into your neocortex, the most evolved part of your brain, which has judgment and insight and is rational and is intellectual. Because our emotional brains, while important, aren't the best place to live from. Neither is our, you know, most original primal part, the reptilian brain, you know, don't be a reptile, <laughs> not good stuff. Um, so anyway, breathing gives us an opportunity to calm down, get our thoughts straight, you know, um, really, really, really important stuff. And that's why I think like meditation practice is awesome. It gives people, you know, a more accessible connection to that part of themselves. Um, I also was looking at some research on this and people were talking about scheduling conflict. I think that's, there's something really interesting in that, you know, saying let's carve out and plan a time that feels great to all of us or both of us when we're not stressed and we don't have other things on our mind and we can really sit down and hash out what, what's going on. Because what that also does is it gives us time to calm down. Notice that a lot of these tools are really about getting away from the trigger and, and out of our hot point mind, you know, in the moment when it's happening or in the moment when it just happened, we might not be at our best to really approach a conflict or something we need to talk out and giving hours or days between the event and when we talk is part of, or a larger version of take a deep breath. We're going to sit with it. We're going to let the uh, temperature decrease a little bit. So let's talk tomorrow. Let's talk tonight. Let's talk this weekend. We need to learn how to shelve and come back to things. I tell couples that all the time. When you're on vacation, that's not the time to hash something out. Come back to it. Learn how to not sweep it under the rug, but say, hey, we're going to enjoy and, and focus on our intent and in being here. We'll come back to this when we get home or when we get to couples therapy. I tell clients that all the time. Write it down. We'll come back to it. Not everything needs to be addressed in the moment. Most of the time, things aren't an acute crisis that needs resolve now. But in our impulsive, emotional brains, we're like, no, we want to just battle this out now. No. And that's why I go to bed angry. I'd rather you go to bed angry than hash it out all night long and get nowhere and hurt each other in the process. I say that all the time. 
we used to say that all the time, don't go to bed angry, but I want you to go to bed angry. We'll say things like, don't just stand there. And I'm like, no, I want you to just stand there and say nothing. Never, never ever approach or, or, or continue a conversation while or dysregulated, frustrated, et cetera, et cetera. It never lands well. And so healthy adults, people that are good at relationships are good at coming back to things. And that's why I love the idea of scheduling it. What's your day like tomorrow? Let's meet for coffee and we'll talk this out. Give it some breathing room. Let's talk this weekend. Let's talk later tonight. Let's talk tomorrow. Let's sleep on it. You've heard that before. That basically means let's regulate ourselves. <laughs> you know, let's get through the night. Tomorrow will be more rational. Um, I have clients sometimes journal too to work through it a little bit to really figure out what's important to them, what it is they really want to say. You know, I love that. Also bumps into another thing. Never have fights over text. It's a little too impulsive. It's a little too dysregulated. Breathe. And if you have respect for the person in the relationship, you're willing to wait until you can see them or talk another time. And for those that don't know that, put that boundary down. Hey, this is very serious. We shouldn't be discussing this on text. Let's talk tonight. Let's plan this weekend a coffee and we'll talk it out. And then hold that boundary. Don't be forced into these things when you're not ready. We're going to take a little break. We'll come back to talk about how to fight fair. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, we're back and we're talking about mental health, which is relational health. And relational health is about fair fighting and being relational. It's a perspective, that word relational. It means uh, I take into account the person I'm talking to and I honor what my intent is with them. If I care about them and I want to maintain a relationship, my energy, my body language, my word choice, all honors that. And it makes it safe for this person to still talk to me. These are tools that we should learn in our youth, but no one really has this down. And so parents aren't able to transmit it to their children necessarily. Teachers aren't able to transmit it to their students, et cetera, et cetera. So the way we stop uh, the transmission of what they call intergenerational trauma, the passing along of this stuff is by us being better as adults. And the work is always about staying in our neocortex, our frontal cortex, staying in judgment, staying in insight, staying in regulation. And that's why the first thing you always say is breathe, take space, schedule a conflict, come back to it. That's why I tell all my clients, you do not have serious conversations or fights over text. It's impulsive. It's dysregulated. We can't see the person. We can't see their, their body language or their posturing or the tone in their voice to really understand what they're saying. And it's very easy to attack someone and get very harsh and to harm while on text because there's not someone in front of you. If I'm working with a couple and they're in the middle of a really difficult conversation and I don't like the energy and I think that they're starting to use really assaultive language, I'll say, and, and you'll notice they're looking at me. It's easy to say that when you're not looking at the person. I'll say, stop and look at them and say that. And often they can't because when someone's making eye contact with us, we have to humanize them. Our uh, empathy will come online and that's powerful and that lacks over text. And that's why I say we have to learn how to come back to things and shelve them. That's why I like scheduling conflict. Hey, we're texting. This deserves more respect than that. So does our relationship. Let's talk tonight. Let's talk tomorrow. Let's talk this weekend. Healthy people will honor that. So make that a rule. Get everyone in your life that's important to you to uh, sign off on that rule. And even if they don't, you get to set that boundary. I'm not going to have in a conversation like this over text. We can talk when I can see you. And then plan it. Boom. End of story. That is relational health. Healthy people will honor that. We have to be able to come back to things. So another point we have to think about for fair fighting, aka adulthood, <laughs> aka kindness, is uh, sticking with the point. Oh, we've all been in those arguments or debates or conflict where we're focusing on something and then they're like, okay, well, you always or you never, 
er, pull the car over, write it down, whatever you want to do, we'll come back to that. We're sticking with one point at a time. If you have a grievance you want to air, awesome. We'll honor it. We'll come back to it, but we're sticking with the topic at hand. We're not getting sidetracked. We're not deflecting the focus and um, you're not taking the microphone. Stay on point. I do that in a couple sessions. We'll come back to that because I'll tell you, it's a little suspect that you're choosing now to bring it up. That's why I think you're trying to bypass responsibility. You're trying to fight back. Maybe you're weaponizing that complaint. Why didn't you bring it up earlier? Why didn't you bring it up yesterday? If you have an issue, bring it up. But in the middle of a fight is not when you start going over your grocery list of everything that you're bothered by or upset about. That is an unfair fighting tactic. Stick to the topic and the point. I tell clients, write it down in the notepad or on a piece of paper and we'll come back to it. But we're not going through everything now and we're not leaving our topic to get into everything else. And so that's a big one. Again, it also forces us to get some space, to breathe, to regulate. It's an important thing. Keep weaving that in. Anytime you think the temperature is going up too high, breathe, take a break. I have clients where we'll say, all right, we'll come back to this topic again next week. And every week we slowly come back and chisel away because on their own, we're sitting in this topic too long. The relationship falls apart and it gets too dysregulated. What means more to you? the relationship or just hammering out this topic? And the answer better be the relationship. Otherwise, what are we even doing? And if the relationship means most, then we, we do what we need to do around this topic. And that's why sometimes if it's getting too heated, you have to say, let's pause and come back. Look, the sign of a healthy person who really is great mental health and really cares about a relationship is when they are aware of themselves. And they say things like, we need to stop for a moment or we need to stop for today because I don't like the way that I am starting to talk to you. They're aware of themselves. They catch themselves. They track themselves. But sometimes people aren't aware of themselves. And so you have to reflect that back. Hey, I don't like the direction this is taking or this doesn't feel safe to continue talking about now. Let's come back to it. We have to be able to do that. But we have to trust that we will come back to it. And that's why we plan it. That goes back to the planning piece again. Let's talk later tonight. Let's talk tomorrow. Let's meet this Saturday. We'll go for coffee. So remember that. We don't just bang it out. We're not going to bed until we do. That is not fair fighting. That is not healthy relational processing skills. We always honor that the relationship and mental health of all the people involved is what matters most. So I keep weaving in all these little tips and tricks, but that's an important part of this. And that's why we come back to things. <laughs> that's why we shelve things. We have to track ourselves. But sticking to the issue keeps us from getting overwhelmed or derailed. Because uh, it's very easy for the wheels to fall off. And now we have 10 things we're talking about. And we're actually not really getting through anything. So be thoughtful about that. But, you know, as I say all the time, my clients repeat this back and it makes me laugh. But we need an adult in the room at all times. We can't both be turning into our childlike selves and be dysregulated and messy. An adult has to be in the room at all times who's monitoring the temperature, who's keeping track of how well this is going, who's keeping us on task. Be that adult. Be that adult. Whoever I'm working with, I'm always like, I expect you to be the adult. If I'm working with both parties, I expect them both to do it. But not everyone's willing to do the work, so you have to at least be the one to do it. Going to take a little break. Going to slide into those DMs, and then we'll come back, and we'll keep talking about fair fighting. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we are back, and now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. DMs come from our Loveline IG page. Drop them in there. Questions, topics, concerns, compliments. I love compliments. Tell me how my work has impacted you. Tweet it at me. Slide into my DMs. My page is at Dr. Donahue. My Twitter's at Chris Donahue. Yeah, I like compliments. <laughs> 
Y'all are really good sometimes about the complaints. I want to hear some compliments. All right, this DM says, hey, Dr. Chris, kind of a silly question, but I'd honestly be really interested to know since you haven't really talked about it before. I always like when people say things like that because maybe I have and you just haven't been listening. I also love when people say, I'm a big fan of your work and then drop something that is the antithesis of my work. Um, or they'll say, I'm a big fan of your work. I follow you, blah, blah, blah. Hey, do you want to collab on this project? And I'm like, oh my God, that is body shaming. That is not mental health centered. Like, do you really know my work? So let's see. Um, what do you think of the entanglement between Will and Jada and August Alsina? Kind of a silly question. Um, Again, I don't know if this is a dated question or not. I don't keep up with celebrity news or celebrity gossip. In fact, I think celebrity news is gossip and I don't value gossip. Um, I don't find the lives of celebrities particularly interesting. Culturally, I know that most people do, I don't. So I don't really talk about it. I don't keep up with it, I don't value it. Um, yeah, so I don't really have a thought. I don't really know much about it. Um, what I do sometimes is if something's going on in the celebrity world or is a hot topic or born out of pop culture, I'll use it as a springboard and I'll process and discuss the topic generally because I think it's a great entry point. Um, but that's none of my business. You know, I don't, I stay out of people's business. Um, so I don't know. Um, I think it was something about open relationships, three ways, cheating, polyamory. I can't remember, but I'll tell you that family has been great. The little tidbits I've seen in headlines, cause I don't watch their show. They've been really good about very honestly and transparently and vulnerably bringing up some really punchy topics. And, um, I think most people really value that family as a really solid family. And I love that they're of color and they're just really bringing these things to the surface and having emotional conversations about just where we're at. Um, Willow Smith, I saw something else that had a headline. So interesting, talking about being solo poly, someone who likes to have multiple ongoing relationships, but doesn't really want anything truly committed or exclusive and likes their alone time and um, sexual fluidity. I mean, it's quite amazing. And The Sun had like a vegan shoe line and, and was creating a vegan food truck that gave out free food to the underserved and unhoused. I'm like, oh my God, plant-based and also you know, activism. It's awesome. So I think they probably represent um, a really important cultural place of truth and where we're headed and um, honesty. So I think that's awesome. That's all I really got to say. You know, I think we have to be very careful about the meaning we make out of celebrities' lives because putting that family aside, most celebrities, they don't really give us much. And we make a lot of assumptions and make a lot of assumptions from the outside. And people have these big critiques. And we put a lot of pressure on them and they're just humans. And we overvalue what they're doing and what they think and what they say. I see these celebrities that are quote unquote mental health advocates, which on paper is awesome, but then they start making these big statements that are just not right or not correct. And people overvalue them because they have a lot of followers. And most of the people whose work I think is the most meaningful have very few followers. The people whose work I follow have are not well known. Um, because they're not pandering to the mass population. So I'd almost say people with a large following, be wary of what they're saying. It's probably just a reiteration of cultural norms and we have a lot to unlearn and a lot to challenge. So I'd almost say follow the people on the fringes with smaller followings that have a great you know, credentials. Look at someone's credentials always. Make sure they're talking about mental health, that they have some training or certification or credentials for sure. But the people that have a lot to say that's most important, have smaller followings because they're not reflecting back and catering to the norms and values. They're challenging and they're dismantling. Um, 
I think they have more dynamic things to say and things that we can learn more from. So anyway, that's my two cents, but I always say that about art as well. I don't like art that reflects back cultural norms because I find them problematic and boring. I like art that um, creates you know, speculative worlds and takes us outside of ourselves and really pokes holes in the norms and the values. But anyway, enough about that. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back and uh, later in the show, we'll be doing more DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. We are channelq.com. That's where you want to go to check out past episodes, y'all. Stick around though. We will be right back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. See you back in a few. All right, we are back and uh, we're talking about fair fighting, which is basically relational health, which is the definition of mental health. Say this all the time on the show, how your relationships are run, how well they do, how they go, that is your mental health because we're relational beings and that's when we most see what our work is and how well we're doing. Um, So we're taking breaths. We're scheduling conflict because we're coming back to it. We're not just doing it now unless it's an acute crisis that literally needs to be handled right now. And if not, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it when we're calmer. We're sticking to the issue at hand. If there's other things that are brought up in the midst of it, we'll come back to that, but we're not gonna get derailed and we're not gonna start weaponizing things that have been in our minds that we never felt the need to bring up, but oddly, we just think we need to do it now. Well, that's called being passive aggressive or defensive. Let's, let's get out of that. Let's stay on task. Um, here's another big thing to think about. The goal isn't to win, the goal isn't to be correct, and the goal isn't to convince the other person. That is not a part of fair fighting or fair debate or fair discussion. It's about us sometimes just expressing, sometimes it's about us learning how to move forward, sometimes it's about us learning about the other, Um, but it shouldn't be I'm trying to win, I'm trying to win at all costs, and I don't mind if I harm the person and the relationship, but I need to just be correct. That is the wrong entry point. you have to remember you're on the same team. And if you're not, start there. We have to get on the same team. Why are we even arguing or debating if we're not on the same team? What's even the point or value of that? But you're not trying to harm them or defeat them. You know, So you wanna make sure that you're remembering, I don't have to convince or win. We can both have different opinions and still be correct. Because the point is <laughs> reconnecting and staying connected. And sometimes discussing things that don't have a resolve. There's not always a solution or a resolve. Sometimes that's just how it's going to be. Sometimes we move forward staying connected in a relationship while disagreeing about something. But it's really about are we able to manage disagreements? Are we able to manage conflict? That's what I care about. Not resolve per se, but being able to step into that process appropriately. The system, the process is what is what we're looking at. Not necessarily the content and making sure someone's right and someone wins. Because some people think that's the goal and they'll keep hammering it out and battling it until someone's right and someone wins. But my favorite example, because it has less severity, is movies. I've used this on the show before, a movie or a restaurant. You can both leave a restaurant and be like, that was delicious. And they're like, I didn't like it. And the work then, then doesn't become about, well, who's right? We can't both be right. Let me convince them. No, that's not what it's about. It's about tolerating that, saying, huh, I liked it and you didn't. Interesting. Tell me why. I want to learn. They tell you why they didn't like it. And you're like, huh, I don't see it that way, but that's cool. Here's why I liked it. Cool. What's for dessert? And you move on. You have to be able to do your version of that with even, uh, even when it's a more heated topic. Yes, there are some topics that actually do need to resolve. Are we moving? Are we, not, are we having another child or not? But if we can't even get through these simpler things, we can't even tackle those larger ones, which require constant circling back to. And I said that. Sometimes when we're away, that is not the time to hammer things out. 
We don't do it over text as well. We wait till we can be with the person, make eye contact. That's when empathy is there. That's when we can really show the respect that the topic and the person deserves. But some topics we're gonna have to keep circling back to it. We're gonna have to go to bed unresolved, still hugging and in love. We're gonna have to wait till therapy every week to circle back to these really triggery topics. But if that's what's required, that's what's required because the relationship and the mental health of everyone involved means more. Remember that, do not lose sight of that. That is the, like the foundation of fair fighting and healthy relationship is we mean more. Um, and we have to be open to everyone's opinions. No one's more right or more wrong. That's why I love the movie theater or the dinner example. You leave a movie, you loved it, they hated it. You're both right. Both are true at the same time. There can be two realities, 100%. And that's really hard for us. We want to be right. <laughs> and then if we don't feel right, we want to prove ourselves right. We want to convince the other person of our opinion or experience. You don't need to do that. We as humans, relational beings, have to learn how to have two completely different experiences or opinions existing at the same time. We have to accommodate both. It's very hard. Just like it's very hard for us to realize sometimes the person we love is also the person we despise or frustrates us, and they're still the person we love. <laughs> the person we loved seconds before they let us down, they're still that person. They're both. We have to hold both. We don't know how to hold opposites. The union of opposites, though, is a powerful part of mental health. <laughs> Healthy people can handle that. I know. <laughs> We're raised to believe that there's only one reality. Some people say there's three, mine, yours, and the truth. I don't think that, I don't believe in truth. I think there's mine, I think there's yours. <laughs> there's two, uh, but go with three if you want. But there's definitely more than one, and that's a really important part. But it's hard for us to accept that. We need to learn that, especially at younger ages. Uh, multiple things can be true at the same time. Um, it's also important just to let the other person know that you're there with them. And that's why I am a big fan sometimes of you doing those I statements or repeating back what you're hearing. Um, we're not the best listeners and it's really hard when we're in a debate or a fight or a conflict to feel as though the person isn't listening. And that's an important part of this is, you know, I'm hearing you and I'm learning about you and what you're saying is valuable. I mean, stepping outside of this topic tonight, just an important part of a healthy relationship is everyone feeling like they have as much power and as much say and as much sway in a relationship that there's no one who's more in charge or has more power. It's about equality and equity, equality of power and equity in needs. We'll talk about that more another time. But both parties have to feel like their opinions matter, you know? Um, all right, we take a little break. We're going to come back and keep talking about fair fighting, and then we'll uh, do some DMs. So if you've got a DM for us, drop it in the DMs on our Loveland AG page and check out past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Stick around. We'll be back listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Oh, all right, y'all. We are back in... Uh, Talking about fair fighting. Uh, <laughs> oh man, we've been really poorly trained around this topic. Uh, you know, we've seen it. We watch people fight and you're like, yikes, that's not going to go well. I wouldn't want to be in the car ride home with them or I wouldn't want to be in that marriage or that friendship. It shouldn't have to look that way. We should be able to have conflict and fights and still safely drive home, still maintain friendships, still go to that concert later that night or still finish dinner. We have to be able to hold both. It's an important tactic. Uh, it's important psychological skill, the flexibility of recognizing I can love you and be frustrated with you at the same time. The skill of I disagree and your opinion still matters and I don't have to convince you. No one has to be right. We can both be right. That is very, very hard. It's also part of anger management is applying those things. Um, very hard. So how do we do that? We breathe. 
We take space when we need it. We track ourselves while in the middle of a debate. And if we think we're saying things that aren't kind or fair, we step away. We take ourselves away. Because remember, we have boundaries, two of them. Remember that, two boundaries. One boundary protects us from others. One boundary protects other people from us. We often forget about that second one, that we have a boundary that's to protect other people from us. So when you're in a fight, make sure that boundary is in place, that you are not harming others with your energy, your words, your posturing. It's both. We often just think boundaries are about protecting ourselves from other people. So remember that. Sometimes we have to schedule fights. We have to come back to them tomorrow, tonight, this weekend. We don't just keep fighting and keep pushing through at all costs because then we've lost the point. (laughs) What are you doing at that point? Um, Stick to the issue. Don't fight just to win. Be receptive to each other's opinions and concerns. I appreciate it when you're fighting. It's hard to really respect the other person's experience or opinion, but that's an important part of self-esteem because remember, self-esteem is relational. It's reflected back to us. It's how people treat us. It's people showing us our worth. You don't want to erode or eat away at someone's self-esteem during a fight by telling them they're stupid, their opinion doesn't matter, that they're always wrong. It does. Both realities can exist at the same time, and we can help that along by really listening. How do we do that? Well, we reflect back what we're hearing kindly. Always be open to learning something. There's a Eastern philosophical concept called having an open rice, an empty rice bowl, excuse me. You have to show up to discussions with an empty rice bowl, which means there's space to receive something. But if I show up always thinking I'm right or always knowing the answer, then my rice bowl is full and there's no way to receive anything. And human interactions have to be about us being transformed and changed and learning something. It's, it's a hard thing at times, but it's an important thing. You know, for our mental health to be intact in a relationship, we have to feel as though our feelings matter and we have equal say and we have as much power as our partner. And not all relationships or people can tolerate that. Learn how to make space for that. Learn how to make space for everything to come in. Also, sometimes with people in fair fighting, we'll talk about the I statements. Just speak for yourself. <laughs> you know, speak about yourself and speak for yourself. Don't globalize. Don't bring in what other people might think. Don't talk about what other people are doing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that your neighbors do it this way. Doesn't matter that your ex used to blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Here we are and this is who we are. Talk for yourself. You know, it's a really interesting way that people try to wield power. Well, no one else does it like that or that's not how my exes used to be. Doesn't matter. You're with me. I'm here. Let me tell you about myself and tell me about yourself. What about our relationship? Because what your other relationships need isn't what this one might need. And so we have to always be open to just being present and in the moment. And that's where those I statements can really, 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 really help. But again, we're staying relational in these fights. And that means there's kindness. We're not name calling. We're not attacking because conflict should never include abuse. Conflict should never involve abuse. Conflict should never feel abusive. Conflict should never harm. And so we want to be thoughtful about not being psychologically or emotionally abusive by name calling, by character assassination, meaning attacking who they are as a person, attacking their intelligence. So you have to refrain from that. Don't hit below the belt. Don't turn this into something abusive. And that's hard because for some of us, we think conflict and fighting is about abuse. It should absolutely never include physical violence. I often assume that goes without saying, but sometimes I do have to remind people of that. We shouldn't be directly or indirectly. Because remember, indirect violence is when you throw something near them, slam something near them. That's indirect violence. And for some people, that's, uh, that's direct violence because it's triggering trauma from their past. It makes things feel very unsafe. You're bringing violence in when you're throwing things and slamming things, even if they're not directly at the person. That's still you bringing violence in. 
make that a no-go. Really discourage that. Stop using that tactic and don't name call. I don't want us to be familiar being in relationships where people tell us we're dumb or we're ugly or whatever else we might say or do. So really remove that because that makes it unsafe to return to these conversations. And those wounds can't always be undone. I can't tell you how many couples I've worked with where they're saying things that will be remembered, that won't be forgotten, that they often didn't even mean. And that's why I say, pause, you are dysregulated. We don't continue talking or staying connected at the level you're at. Take a walk, take a breath, we'll come back to this. Or turn and make eye contact with them. Look at them when you're speaking. That softens us and really brings our empathy back online. Fighting shouldn't ruin people. They shouldn't ruin our relationships. So if every time you have a fight or debate, you lose that person, you lose friendships, you are not fighting fair. You also might need some anger management. So practice these skills, especially when it doesn't matter that most. Practice these skills when it's easy. Practice these, you know, situations where it doesn't matter so that we can get better at the times when it's harder and when it matters more. We are are impacting people's mental health and their self-esteem and their sense of safety in the world. We want to leave people feeling better off. We want to leave people believing that people can be trusted and that conflict can be resolved. We have to be a part of dismantling those systems. I tell people that with the dating apps. Don't, Don't be a part of keeping it nasty. (laughs) make it better. Be one of those ones that makes people go, ah, thank you for being a decent person. (laughs) The bare minimum. But conflict shouldn't be abusive ever. And far too often I see that. I see it on television all the time. I think that's a really powerful place where that's normalized and we need to get away from that. Normalize softness, normalize kindness, normalize repair, compassion. Um, All right, we'll take a little break and then we're gonna come back and finish off talking about fair fighting, which is adult behavior, (laughs) which is mental health, you know? Uh, past episodes of the show, repetition, practice, you need it. We are channelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline and click on it. You can binge, post, share, we listen, but we'll be back. So stick around. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, y'all, we are back and we're talking about fair fighting, which is something we all have and need some work around. It is something that's confusing for some people. We don't really have it modeled for us. And I think we got it wrong. We think fighting's about being right or someone has to win, battling it out until we're done, no matter what time it is, no matter if we're harming people. We think fighting isn't really about tracking ourselves and being accountable to how we're impacting the other person. We think sometimes maybe it includes name calling, things like that. No, it doesn't. Sometimes we have to come back to it. Sometimes we have to schedule it. We have to take a break. Let me tell you a tip. We don't want to take breaks where we're abandoning people. So if you're in the middle of a fight, something's not feeling good and you need time away, tell them where you're going and when you'll be back. We don't just run out the door and disappear. That's traumatizing. That's abandoning. We're not trying to do things like that. So you say, this doesn't feel good right now, or I don't like the way I'm talking to you. And so I'm going to take an hour. I'm going to go to Starbucks down the street. I'll be back. Or honey, I'm going to go for a walk. I'll be back in 20 minutes. We tell them where we're going and when we're coming back. That is how we don't abandon or ghost people. That is how we let them know this is an example of me doing fair fighting and having adult conflict resolution. Sometimes we have to keep coming back to things. Sometimes we get into couples therapy and it's only discussed while with the therapist once a week. Sometimes we have to keep coming back to it. We talk about it for five minutes. We get amped. We pause. We come back a day later, a week later. Some topics, it'll take months to get discussed. But what means most? Just hammering it out and getting a solution or taking care of each other and letting your relationship remain intact. Well, it should be relationship comes first. That should come before whatever we're fighting about. Um, Also setting fair boundaries. Boundaries, there's two of them. Protecting myself from others and protecting others from me. Be aware of that. (laughs) But there should be other boundaries. We don't have serious conversations or fights over text. We do it face-to-face. 
We don't name call. We don't bring violence in by hitting or even by throwing things or slamming things because that's violence. Even if it's not at someone, it's around someone that makes things uncomfortable. So we hold those boundaries. And when we start leaning outside of them, one of us has to say pause because there needs to be an adult in the room at all times. And I think one of the more important parts, and this is the final landing point, is we need some self-care afterwards. We need some ritual or process of reconnecting afterwards. Afterwards, we hug for a while. Afterwards, we hold hands and go for a walk. Afterwards, we always go get ice cream at our favorite spot. I don't care what it is, but after hard-to-have conversations, you need to do something that brings us back and says we can always repair and come back together and all's well after these conversations, even if we're not done talking, even if we have to circle back to this down the road. We don't just go off on our separate ways, completely disconnected. And I know it's hard when we're angry or upset. That's when it's most needed. <laughs> That's called having a relational perspective for all these things. That's probably one of the most valuable parts of all this is not fighting in order to just win or be right. And then also how we end it. Not the total conversation, but in that moment, how do we wrap it up for the day? How do we wrap it up for that, that time? We have to do that in couples therapy sometimes. Hey, this was a really hard session. What can you both go do to bring yourselves back together, to anchor yourselves, to feel safe again, to reconnect after this session? And we'll talk more about this difficult topic next week and we'll, know that we'll do it again. We have to be open and aware of how to do that, just like we have to be able to shelve things because this isn't the right time and come back to them. But that aftercare piece, that reconnective piece, that repair piece is so important because it feels really hard to move forward after having had a difficult conversation if we haven't done something to reconnect or come back together. Remember to do that. Sometimes we have to write all these things out and we have to keep looking at it as we're fighting to remind ourselves. Sometimes we write all these things out and we commit to them before we enter the fight. It's okay, go back and listen to this, this segment, this whole show and write down these points and get your partner to commit to these. Make it a relational contract. I think that's great. I have couples do that in session. Before we get into these hard topics, we have to lay out some ground rules. Everyone commits to it, and then we're, we hold each other to it, ourselves and each other. We are channelq.com. That's where you'll find the replay of these episodes. Go back and listen to them. But remember, the relationship and our mental health of each other and ourselves comes first, and so we have ground rules. We have structures. We don't just hit the ground running, and it is what it is, and we're just going to hammer it out no matter what. It's not adult behavior. It's not safe. The stuff matters. We have to get better about it. So these are things we can bring to our friendships as well. These are things we should bring everywhere. Even if it's someone we don't know standing in line at a coffee shop who upsets us or cuts us off in the street. Um, it's always about that regulation piece. <clears throat> I know that's hard. I wish I saw more of this on television. I really wish there were shows and movies where people went through these steps so we could see it modeled for us. It could become normalized. We could see it in action, repetition. It tends to be the opposite. And that's when I worry about some of the conflict resolution <laughs> skills I see in television. It's some bad stuff and we're all sitting there cheering it on. So let's just be better. I mean, it's a new year. Maybe that's your New Year's resolution. You know, more adult conflict and relational skills. I promise you, this stuff works. This stuff is important and you'll be better off for it. We just have to uh, remember to apply it. So practice. Like I said, practice when it doesn't matter as much. Practice when it's lower level stuff. And then we can apply it when it's harder, when it means more, you know? Um, all right, we're going to take a break. 
When we come back, we're going to do some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, a question you want answered, a topic you want covered, something you want us to circle back to, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. And past episodes of the show, like I said, over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it. You can binge, post, share, we listen. They're all there. But um, stick around. These uh, DMs, little gems sprinkled in there, stuff for all of us. So like I said, whatever you're wondering about, other people might as well. So put it in there. But stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, y'all, we are back. Now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, I was married for about nine years. On top of all the things that went wrong in 2020, and that's a large pile of stuff, you said, we're getting a divorce. We don't have kids, except he's taken the dog, and that hurts. My question for you is, do you have any tips for a newly single gay guy getting back into the dating world? And... During a pandemic. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> oh my God. I feel as though it hasn't gotten simpler. Some ways it might have. Other ways it's gotten more complex. Why? Well, technology has given us more access, but it's also given us more ways to harm each other. You know, the beautiful thing about technology is we can have access to people that are far outside of those we normally bump into. Back in the day, you could only meet those that you would bump into at your local store or bar. Now you can be dating someone around the world. That's awesome for a multitude of reasons. You don't have to leave your couch. Just being logged on, you're possibly being matched with even when you're not actually on your phone. And like I said, you have a wider reach. Wealth, a wider, diverse wealth of people that you can connect to as well, depending on what you're interested in, you know? So the options are, are vast, but there's such a thing as um, having too many options and there's the tyranny of too many options. And when we I think we have a lot of options because we see so many people online, we tend to be a little too sensitive um, and don't take things seriously. And we, small some fractions, we won't stick around because there's tons of options, tons of options. Um, and when we get to use things like filters, we get to be a little too specific. Let's talk about something like height. Some people are obsessed with height, which has nothing to do with anything in terms of a partner and partner choice, that's ego. Uh, not mental health, not, relation, not relationality. And uh, we can choose height requirements though. Well, the standard height is a little shorter than what most people quote unquote idealize height wise. So the standard height is about 5'9", 5'9", 5'10", and most people want someone over 5'10". Well, you've now knocked down the entire population down to about 15%. Uh, about 15 to 20% of people are over 5'10". So you've ruled out 
anywhere, um, depending on the numbers, you've ruled about about 80% of people. Now, if you're talking about gay relationships, that's about four to 5% of the population. So what percentage, how many people is that? Four to 5% of the population is a small number. Now you've ruled out 80% of them because of a height requirement. So now you got 20% of that four to 5% left. Now when you add in weight, you've knocked that down more. And we start adding more requirements, more requirements, you're shrinking it down to a very small pool that you're choosing from. That will work against you. All of that to say, get out of your ego and have a wide net, a wide range of age, a wide range of height and weight. Be open. When in doubt, go out. Don't pretend you know what you need. Most people date from their ego. They have an ego wish list because they need to see the partner look a certain way for them to move through the world feeling good. They think there's this imaginary audience that cares what their partner looks like or is judging them. No one cares. No one's judging you. If you're looking for love, you're looking for compatibility and you're open to finding in all sorts of ways. And if you tell me you could never love someone of a certain race or body size or height, I'm telling you you're being a bigot and prejudicial because I don't believe that there's no one who's five, seven, five, six, five, eight, or whatever it is that you wouldn't find attractive and enjoy. That is not honest. So get rid of all these requirements, get out of, get outside of your ego, give people multiple chances, challenge yourself, right? Get on the phone. That's the best advice I can give to people. Both be kind and really get rid of all these requirements because those aren't real. What you know? What matters is what is it like to sit with that person at a dinner table and have a conversation. What matters is will they be there when you're having a tough time? Those are the qualities that we're looking for. Can we trust them? Not height, not weight, not how much money they make, not the size of their genitals, not their sex position. These are all arbitrary limits that keep us single. Be better than that. Think outside of that. Their religion. None of these things speak to a kind of partner they'll be or their mental health. I will say that tone blue in the face, even though people don't like hearing that, but it's true. We limit ourselves and we get in our own way. So don't do that. And don't harm people through that process. Be kind, be kind, be honest and be kind. Have very little in your profile, some keywords around maybe things you're interested in. So conversation can be started. Post honest photos and give everyone a chance. Yeah, it takes time. Be open to taking that time, seeing people multiple times. All right, y'all, that's my advice for that. If you got a DM for us, question, topic, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. We are channelq.com is where you want to go to check out past episodes. You can binge, post, reshare, listen. Join us tomorrow, though. We'll be back with some more good stuff. As always, y'all, thanks for hanging out. Be kind to yourselves, be kind to those around you, and you enjoy the rest of your night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 